Hey everyone, it's Michelle and Brayden, and this is Spooky Shit. So in honor of this month being Stalking Awareness Month, we're going to be sharing some stories about victims of stalking. So I'm going to talk about Shiori Eno. And I am going to talk about Linda Eleanor Riss. Warning. This episode may contain graphic details. Listener discretion is advised. All right. Before we start off on this sadness, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah? I didn't mention it earlier, but today at work, it was actually like super chill because <laughs> inventory's tomorrow, so they didn't really want to like, we literally just did the bare minimum. Nice. Love that. So it was like, yeah, it was really chill and we like finished pretty early, which was nice because usually like we're like struggling to finish before the store <laughs> opens. <laughs> But yeah, I was actually really chill. Um, so you said yeah. you're going to work different hours though, right? For inventory mm-hmm. day? Yeah. Tell everyone how gross your hours are. Uh, 7.30 p.m. to 11 at night. Well, it's only four hours. It's only four hours, but it's awful to imagine starting a shift at 7.30 p.m. No, the shift that I was supposed to work tonight, that one was nasty. That Ooh, was, what was that one? 10.30 to 7 in the morning. That's worse. Yep. Yeah, Seven Eleven's not that bad now. But they basically called me yesterday and were like, oh, come in, in like early morning instead of at night. And I said, yeah. okay, bet. <laughs> <laughs> no issue here. <laughs> yeah. And then I work basically tomorrow night and then I have Sunday off. So have you been balancing your school and work better than last week? Um, I've been trying. You're just but no, sleeping not really. randomly still? Yep. Okay. Um, I haven't fallen asleep during Zoom because she hasn't been Ooh. on Zoom. Oh. Because <laughs> she's actually like in the middle of like moving to a whole nother state. Oh my um, gosh. Okay. Yeah. So like she's yesterday. She's still going to teach you from another state? Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Um, my school is still going to pay her for a little while longer until they find a replacement. Oh, that's and cool. so we're still going to get to see her, but only on Zoom. Yeah. But yeah, it's going. I've been trying to like go to sleep earlier. So mm-hmm. I basically finish all my work and then go to sleep as early as I can. So I'm still getting like at least six to seven hours. Yeah. So that has helped a lot. Like I don't feel as tired during the day anymore, but it does That's start, good. it does start hitting me like, like around seven. And mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I'm tired. Well, because I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been taking naps anymore. Because I, oh. us- I've been get since I've been getting like six to seven hours. Like I'm not terribly tired, but I do like. You experience some fatigue. Yeah, I experience <laughs> some fatigue around like six, and I'm like, I want to go to bed. Yeah, six to seven hours is not enough for me. I need at least eight, preferably nine. <laughs> not nine no more though because now i get eight and that means i'm waking up at like noon and i'm like uh damn i hate waking up late i love i hate it and i love it i love it (laughs) because it's like you know you're resting but then i hate it because then like after you're up it's like you feel like your whole day is like gone dude yes especially now that's like winter you're like oh cool the sun sets in 30 minutes yeah (laughs) yeah i like love slash hate it 
That's why I can't wait to save up enough money. I keep telling everyone my dream, and it's probably annoying to everyone, but I'm like, I will move to Europe, and I will stream in the morning, and it will be the same time frame, and I won't wake up at noon anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be a morning person again, but unfortunately, no one's watching video games at 7 in the morning in the U.S. True. Robert tried. Back whenever we were first streaming, I would always oh, stream yeah? like in the evening and he'd go in the morning and we'd have like two viewers the entire time. Damn. No one's like, ah, first thing before work, let's go watch stream. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a after work type of thing. Definitely is. We also have a surprisingly large amount of people who are at work while watching and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's great. <laughs> I'm glad that you uh, are getting more sleep, though, because last time you were like, I'm napping twice a day for four hours. And I was like, my God. Well, I think it helped because we're on Zoom. Mm -hmm. But I think next week we're like going back physically. So I'm probably going to get tired again. Yeah. I mean, hopefully that keeps you awake, though, being there in person. Oh, it does. Because I remember when I started, I was, like, working already. Uh-huh. And as long as we're, like, busy, I, I'm, like, fine. Is your mom going to be in the same classes? Um, I think just the Zoom class. Okay. I was going to say, you could have her drive and you just sleep on the way there and back. Oh, I wish we could, but we can't. <laughs> that sucks. Because <laughs> she basically, right after work, goes, oh. like, heads to school. And yeah. uh, I mean, I come from home. There you come make... from just waking up for the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I wouldn't work, or else I totally would. We would carpool. You know what you gotta do is just pay for an Uber every single day, just so you could sleep. Jeez, gotta do what you gotta do. I would never fall asleep in an Uber. Oh my god, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even get an Uber. <laughs> yeah, I know. Especially after being on this podcast, like, Ron paranoid as fuck. <laughs> Same. I will never go on one alone. And when I go with other people, I'm still scared. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're still vulnerable back here. <laughs> True. The only time I ever take Ubers is during Pride because you can't find fucking parking anywhere during Pride in San Diego. True. Very true. Yeah. Damn, do you think they're going to have it this year? I think that they will, and I think that they're going to regret having it and a bunch of people will get sick. I feel like the same thing with the fair. Yeah. I know they're also having, like, Coachella and stuff this year, and I'm like, you guys are kind of, like, acting like it's not still happening, and a bunch of you are going to get sick. I know. Yeah. Actually, um, at work, some, like, customer was saying, because we were talking about COVID. Yeah. And um, she was basically, she's like, I feel like this is the beginning of the end. It of feels like, like it. Of the COVID, you know, like it's near the end. Oh, was, never mind. I don't know if I agree with that. I was like, well, I fucking hope so. I'm over this COVID It'd be nice. Bullshit. It kind of just seems like at this point, everyone's pretending it's not happening. <laughs> but like everyone I know has had COVID recently. So I'm like, okay, it's very clearly still happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just feel like people are going fucking psycho crazy anymore you know what i mean they're kind of just whoever like they get it and they're like whatever because most people yeah most people get it now are at least vaccinated so they're not like at risk of dying 
Well, that's I, a, that's, I was going to say, I haven't heard of any deaths. Oh, I was going to say, I haven't heard of any deaths, and then I looked it up, and I guess 5 million people have died worldwide. I didn't realize oh, it had shit. ever been over 1 million. Damn. Yeah. So that's interesting. I looked it up, and I was like, Shoot. fuck, that's depressing. Why did I look that's this up? a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking people. I didn't realize, because the last I heard, it was like 1 million, and I was like, has it really been slowing down? Nah, it's gotten worse. Damn. <laughs> it's gotten, well, gotten worse. To be honest, I don't pay attention to most of that shit. Yeah. And I just stay home, mind my own business, <laughs> tell people that they're gross and stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my sister's birthdays this weekend, and they were like asking me to go to a birthday brunch. And I'm like, bro, I don't know, because last time I was around all of you, one of you had COVID and like exposed all of us. I don't really trust you guys. That's funny. If I go, I might just like wear a mask and not eat. I mean, I'm broke anyway, so I don't really want to spend money on food. <laughs> But I'm like, you guys are kind of kind of questionable. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are getting COVID again. Yeah, or I never, just... I still haven't had it. Still want to not have it as long as I can. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, no, you said that you were miserable when you had it, right? Yeah, yeah. Fuck I was that. actually talking to a coworker about it because he was like saying how he hasn't gotten it, and like everyone in his house got it <gasps> around him. Oh my and God. I was like, oh, he's like, have you gotten it? And I was like, yeah, I actually got it when it first like came around. I was like, I spent New Year's in bed in 2020. Oh, yeah, that was or brutal. 20, was it? Or 2021. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, 20, but yeah. And then I was like, you know when you have it because that shit feels <laughs> different. It hits you like a bus. No, like literally. <laughs> I was like, it feels so different than the flu. Like you literally want to die. Oh and he my was God. like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. Now that you're okay, it's funny. Yeah. In that moment, it was horrible. And like, just because we had to quarantine in our room, like, oh, yeah. we were just miserable. I think it's so funny when people are like, well, if you get it, you're not going to like die. And I'm like, you guys, being sick isn't fun. Need I remind yeah. you, being sick sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know I who, being sick. who would like being sick. I know. I I like like sick days where you just lay in bed, but I think what I really want is just a lazy day where I'm fine and healthy and in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really been up to much. No. Just I, streaming. Yeah, I streamed the other day until like almost six in the morning. Sheesh. I felt really gross. I slept until 2 p.m. the next day. Oh, damn. Dude. <laughs> it was brutal. And I was like, okay, I need to not stay up this late anymore. That's so crazy. Now I'm trying to just do like two or three to end the stream by two or three. Because then like I have to like get ready for bed and I like try to post a meme on the our Boon Babe Instagram every day. And then sometimes I post like spooky shit stuff too. It's hard. I need to find pictures of ghosts for this week. I'm posting for the haunted houses and I posted pictures of the houses and I need to find creepy pictures of inside the houses to post to because I was like, I don't want to do what I used to do and just post multiple pictures of the outside of the house from different angles. <laughs> I'm trying to make my posts less repetitive. I'm posting less because I realized I would just post the same picture every single day from different angles. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> trying to get better at that. But I also, I streamed for the first time that game Phasmophobia. Oh, yeah? Yeah, dude. I try to play it alone, and you can 
we have like this thing called bits on stream and basically you use a hundred bits which is a dollar and they could like play annoying sounds like one of the sounds is someone saying run and then a bunch of music playing and i was trying to do phasma alone and everyone kept paying to do that and it would freak <laughs> me out so much because i thought it was a ghost and i just like zoom out of the house as fast as i could <laughs> That's it was a- so embarrassing <laughs> Uh, they were probably having really oh yeah a lot of fun they were having a lot of fun and i was like so scared the entire time (laughs) because like you play with other people and you're like this game isn't that bad and then you play alone and you can hear everything that happens every door creak every footstep and it's like oh my god it sounds like it's kind of like slender man oh it probably is okay you really need to play it you need to play with me i I'm going to make you buy this. I already tried to get Lee and Jesus too. And Leah said that Jesus would, but then he didn't because he's you, a liar. You got to <laughs> reach out to him yourself. I'll hit him up. Maybe uh, I'm streaming tonight. Maybe I'll stream Phasma a little and be like, yo, join me. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I, wonder what, I haven't seen him in a while, so I don't know what he's up to. You got your presents though, right? Oh, yeah, I did. Yay! Thank you. They like fit correctly. I don't know why these hats would not fit. I mean, but I'm like, they're not like secretly kids hats, are they? Uh, no, they're just <laughs> they're adjustable. <laughs> okay. Well, I okay. This is <laughs> kind of gross for me to do, but one of the hats, I was like, I like this, and I tried to put it on, and I didn't want to fuck with the adjustable. And I was like, this is really small, so I just put it in the box. <laughs> oh my god! I couldn't try it on. I didn't want to fuck with it because I was like, what if I like break it? <laughs> you? How would you break a hat? I don't woman? know. I have a big head and it busts open. <laughs> Bruh, I'm done. I'm dead. You know, most, I mean, no offense to guys out there, but most guys have like big ass heads. So, except for Robert, he's so unusual. He has a really small mouse like head. Really? It's kind of weird. I, I actually know. have a small head too. Like what? No. When my no, cousin. I don't think you do. I do. I really <laughs> do. Because, like, I remember. Cause I have well, I guess because my hair is really like straight mm-hmm. and short, so yeah. it's basically like I put my hats as tight as like my head, <laughs> and literally my brother will like try to put my hat on, and he's like, "God damn, you have a tiny ass head." <laughs> I'm like, "I guess." Little mouse man. <laughs> oh yeah, I got your presents right here too. I have presents. Yes. <gasps> You should go hang out with Leah today and give her those. And then maybe I will go to this brunch this weekend. <laughs> now it's worth it. Now it's worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, yeah. The presents I got him were two hats. They were both Nightmare Before Christmas themed, which I didn't realize until they both arrived. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, and one had Zero the little ghost dog. And the other was like Jack Skellington. But like it was like a campfire thing. Too. Yeah. It was part of like a series. Yeah, there's a little camp series. Yeah. I actually got a shirt that said like uh, Halloween Town National Park, and oh, I yeah. had like the made of plants. Yeah, I ordered that whenever I got your hat. That's that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it. I actually don't didn't have any jack hats. I thought you didn't because one of them was from like the Box Lunch or whatever the fuck that website's called, mm-hmm. and the other one I found on Etsy. So I was like, "There's no way he got this niche yeah. hat from Etsy." I knew I couldn't go to the Disney store, though, because you would have every single hat there. (laughs) (laughs) True. Um, I know there's, like, a few hats from, like, stuff that I don't have that I want. What else for next year? (laughs) 
Like I want a stitch hat. How do you have a stitch hat? There is so surprising. I don't know. I don't know why. I've been really wanting a little mermaid one, but there's not many. Like you know, not like fucking teal ones. Yeah. And I do like teal, like a lot, but I don't know, the teal it's more like a it's not even teal. Yeah, it's like super feminine feminine. It'd be or cute like, if they had just like a black one with Ariel in the front. Right. That's that'd be so cute. It's those are like really hard to find. Or I also want like so um, Damn, I can't remember right now. But there's like that's more really stuff. Important. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd be happy with like some anime one. Oh yeah. I forgot now you're into anime. Yeah. I will keep all this in mind for next year. Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Oh, I bet you get Have you cool watched Demon it? No, I still need to catch up. Oh I was God, talking. The new season is like. I have a list of shows to catch up on. <laughs> I have My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, Haikyuu, Doctor Who, and then maybe start Narcos because you said that it was good. Oh, yes. Yes. I literally have a little sticky note that I'm holding up now with my list. <laughs> That's funny. So you, yeah. you said you watch Money Heist, right? Oh, hell yeah, I watch Money Heist. Oh, if you listeners or my little shits. <laughs> Our little shits. Our little shits. Excuse if, you. Sorry, forgive me. My little shits. Our little... God damn it. <laughs> Our little shits. If you haven't seen Money Heist, I highly recommend. It's really, really good. It's really good. Actually, at work two co-workers were like one of the guys was like asking the other guy like oh what are you watching on netflix right now like i need some like recommendations Mm -hmm. and the guy was kind of like well like he was trying to think and then i was like walking in between them um and then i was like if you haven't seen money heist i highly recommend it and he was like okay (laughs) also like easiest Halloween costume idea, which is oh, dressed up for in a jumpsuit sure. and a mask. <laughs> for sure. Like if Comic Con actually happens this year, I'm like, okay, might as well fucking do that. And keeping safe from COVID, I just wear that mask all day and be like, nope, this is a protection <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that's a really good show. Good. Would recommend really everyone. Would also recommend Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Very different show, but also very good. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different genre. Yeah. I know we're like this Spanish crime drama and then this Japanese anime with supernatural powers. Yeah. Both good. Yeah, it's funny. We 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 always watch like so many shows at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like we're watching, <laughs> we've been watching Hawkeye, the Boba Fett, the book of Boba get, Fett. I need to get Disney Plus again. You don't, I don't have, have it, it right now. Sheesh. I have the whole bundle thing. Damn, Bowler, okay. We get it. You have a job. I mean, <laughs> even when I didn't have a job, I still managed. Yeah, no, I was I like, I need shit. these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Euphoria, the new season. Just... Okay, I was going to wait to binge watch it all, but I keep just seeing screenshots from the first episode. And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I'll just watch it weekly like everyone else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what my... I like wanted to do that too, but I mean... Too enticing. Wait, yeah, it's too enticing. It's good. And I keep seeing stuff about it on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to. And I don't want to see spoilers if anything big happens. I need to just mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah, I'll you write that down in my little sticky note. 
it's hard catching up with the animes because a lot of them have the subtitles only and i'm like Mm -hmm. you have to actually watch it i have to actually watch it and i have such a bad attention span now i'm like what do you mean i can't play video games at the same time i mean unless you watch it dubbed but it ain't the same it ain't the same. And like My Hero Academia isn't even dubbed to the new season on Hulu yet. Oh, Sub is the only option. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. That's funny because I think I, I don't remember if I mentioned it, but Demon mm-hmm. Slayer, we had actually started watching it dubbed. Oh, Did yeah? I mention that? I don't know. Oh, well, we had started. I forgot who recommended it. And then we were we started watching it dubbed. And Alaris was basically talking about how cheesy it was. And then, it's because they changed some of the lines, too. Yeah, they do. And then you read the subtitles, and you're like, oh, this is way more interesting. It's, like, different, completely different. Yeah. But, yeah, she just thought it was super cheesy, and she wasn't into it at first. And then Mickey, Michelle, my friend. Oh, yeah. She was basically like, no, watch it, like, sub. And so we were, like changed it and then yeah it was like way better <laughs> subtitles make everything more interesting because then you have to read it you're forced to like think about what they're saying mm-hmm. and you're like oh my god <laughs> and that kind of crazy to think about though like how you know watching it with volume they're like speaking japanese and you're like reading it and translating it in your yeah. like head you know do you ever do i do this all the time where you're reading some subtitles and like an anime and then you're like all right i'm gonna look something up real quick and then you're listening you're like oh fuck i can't speak japanese i have to keep reading <laughs> yeah <laughs> all the time i'm like well i'm basically fluent now <laughs> and then i'm like oh wait yeah i've done that where i'm like oh let me send a quick text and then i'm like oh shit i missed it what do you say i don't actually know what they're saying (laughs) that's hella funny in exciting news our average viewers per stream is now eight hey went up it was six last month and now we're drastically going up this month it's really great (laughs) The other day, I randomly noticed that we had 20 viewers at once. I think I scared some of them away. I think I need to not pay attention because whenever I notice there's a lot of viewers, I'm like, hey, guys, how's it going? And I'm just like, worse. (laughs) (laughs) And then I immediately just watch it like go down three. And I'm like, okay, never mind. I will never acknowledge it again. (laughs) Be like that. It do. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm on more of a normal schedule now. And I think I'm working working as in streaming like an average of like 30 hours a week yeah i know so nearly full-time but then also like i do this podcast i do that podcast Mm -hmm. i we're in works for collaboration videos on youtube i think i probably actually do podcast both podcast things like full-time weirdly damn strange as that sounds Hell yeah, I'm working. I'm only getting like $200 a month, but I'm working. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you. <laughs> I don't know if the little shits know this, but literally Michelle does everything. I even write his notes for him. Okay. No, I'm exaggerating. I don't <laughs> do that. That's the one thing you don't do. Yeah, no, I don't. But I mean, yeah, you literally edit, post, do everything. And I'm yeah. just here. Someone probably doesn't even know our Instagram login. Yes, I do. 
because you sent it to me. <laughs> I sent it to you. I remember I sent it to you and Leah when I went out of town and like went out of state actually like a year and a half ago. And I was like, oh, can one of you guys post? And Leah, that was like right after she quit the podcast and she posted instead of you, even though she wasn't even in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what was, was I doing? <laughs> I don't know. You must have been so busy. I guess. I just... <laughs> Little things like that slipped my mind. I was like, I barely post on my own Instagram. No, yeah, I never really posted my own Instagram. I haven't in like a month. But the I other mean, ones, I'm like, yes. I mean, I don't even post on my sister's Instagram because I was like in charge of it for a while. Oh, yeah. Because like she wanted to be a model and like that's kind of why we oh. started it to like post pictures of her. And like mm-hmm. I just, I never kept up with it. <laughs> You'll so catch I apologize. That's fine. Just shout out to you for, you know, doing everything. Thanks. I do feel bad a lot of oh, the time. Oh, it's fine. You I'm are like, Dude, you're I don't working do shit. during school. I you're know. Still... The fact that you're even able to take notes is impressive. That's why all the time I was like, hey, we could put it off a day. Okay, honestly, some of the time it is because I'm being lazy. But <laughs> other times I'm like, oh my God, aren't you so busy? Let's wait. <laughs> I know, but it's still like, it's because it's. Against my nature, I guess. Because I'm very, like, you know, let me help you type of thing. Oh, yeah. It feels weird for you not yeah. to be posting and stuff and editing. Yeah, like, it feels weird for me not... Like, I feel bad for not helping you more, oh, you know? Oh, it's fine. Now, it's the same thing with Boon Vape, because I edit Boon Vape as well, the podcast. And I'm like, I wouldn't let either of you guys edit, because I don't know if I trust <laughs> you to do what I would do. <laughs> Damn. It's become, like, a thing where I'm like, only I can do it. <laughs> I mean that I I understand because I'm yeah. the same way with certain stuff. It's like I rather do it myself than yeah, risk you fucking it up. <laughs> it's a very annoying attitude for us to have, but we both have it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I understand, and I don't like I wouldn't want to interfere, but I do feel bad sometimes. I'm like, fuck, that's dude, fine. like I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> You're still taking notes. You're still yeah. talking. I guess. I mean, and I'm still of, here. <laughs> a lot of podcasts have like people that they pay to edit, and they probably have people that they pay to post on fucking social media for them. So that's it's, true. You're probably doing the same work as like other podcast hosts. <laughs> Most people don't have to do their own editing. You're right. That's one thing. I'm like, yo, if I make enough money from either podcast, I'm like, we're hiring an editor. <laughs> you just have to like watch them and make sure they do it your way. Yeah, no, right. I feel like an editor I could trust. I could be like, send me your portfolio. And I'd be like, all right, you're probably fine. But I don't know if they'd keep in all the stupid shit. I'd be like, don't forget to keep in this really dumb thing that Brayden said wrong. Really important (laughs) to me that this is in the episode. Yes, because it's funny. Because it's funny. (laughs) But yeah, you're fine. I don't really care. It makes me feel important being like, oh, I'm working over 40 hours a week. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah. My facial hair, my oh, mustache. Yes. Tea it, update, please. It um, <laughs> it grows back really fast because like I shave it, and like it grows back really fast. I'm like, god damn. I was like, God, it's so annoying. I was like, I might just fucking stop shaving. <gasps> okay, do no, it. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'm do it. I'm shy. <laughs> just wear. You can wear a mask. Whenever you want. Not when we're recording. But you can turn off your camera if you want. Nah. <laughs> Just my camera only. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's Sony. 
Oh, I found out that while on tea, you, what's the word? You retain water. Okay. So my hands have been swelling because of that. What? Yeah, like my ring finger, like my, I think I mentioned it. My wedding ring doesn't really fit anymore. I don't think you said that. I was going to ask, does your wedding ring fit? Dang. I thought I had mentioned it. Oh, shit. Does that ever go away? I don't know. Because that's kind of annoying if you're going to have to resize your wedding ring. (laughs) Yeah. But I I guess it's a big thing. Well, because I actually asked like a group chat Mm -hmm. of fellow trans guys. And I was like, hey, guys. (laughs) I was like, can your hands grow while on tea? (laughs) I was like, because my hands be kind of like feeling thicker. But I don't know if it's because like I'm overworking them at work or like, you know, or it's tea. And they were like, um, it could be tea. And then they were just sharing some of their experiences. Um, One of the older guys was like saying how his feet grew two sizes. What? And That's then his, wild. Yeah, his hand, he went up one ring size. Damn. And I think he said he grew like two inches taller as well. I didn't know you could get taller. Yeah. You're going to well, shoot up to six feet? Not even. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can grow like max one one or two inches. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's not a water weight thing. That's just... no, it's not. That's the water run... pushes you up. <laughs> no, it's just a, like a I guess not a the extra puberty thing. Yeah, I, I almost said weird. symptom, but it's not a symptom. Like a it's fe- a symptom <laughs> of tallness. <laughs> no testosterone. <laughs> It's in a like. Uh, oh my gosh! It's gonna uh, be so weird if you like grow, because then you'll be taller than me. We're like the like same height inch. now. Are we? But still, how tall are I, you? I'm five five. Oh, I'm how five you? four. Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll be the same height then if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my wedding ring does fit, but like, my hand just kind of. Yeah, like I feel like um it'd be hard to take off if I leave it. Like, yeah. I kind of have to, like, force it on, but not, like, force sure. it, force it, you know? Like, it's just a little push, but then when I try to take it off, it, like, feels like it's stuck. Maybe you just get one of those silicone rings until your ring finger stays one size. Right? Um, I do have <laughs> some silicone ones, so I'm okay, probably gonna good. wear that. You don't want to get that shit stuck until... Yeah, I don't. That's why I, I stopped... Resize. Yeah, that's why I stopped wearing it, because I'm, like, scared to, like, get it stuck oh no i'm so scared of that <laughs> but yeah other than that no other major changes i mean actually those are big ones actually i did notice um well it's not really chest hair but it kind of <gasps> is okay like um the the hair of my boobs are like coming out darker you could just I feel like whenever you're on tea, in a way, you're turning into a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Basically. there's hair everywhere that used to not be. I mean, because I, I don't know about you, but I've always kind of had, like, light hairs on my chest. Oh, chest hairs? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, now they're, like, growing. Like, they they look darker now. But it's Now not... they're like, we're officially man <laughs> chest hairs. <laughs> No, I haven't gotten any really long ones, like actual Yet. Manchester. But like, they're definitely like darker. They're coming in. I was like, what the fuck? Ah, 
that's you're literally like it's a werewolf transformation at first yeah but yeah i have noticed that like your teeth are sharper you have a craving for raw flesh (laughs) (laughs) no i've just noticed in certain like areas of my arms and like legs that basically where i didn't have hair like i'm growing hair and it's like dark really yeah oh my god you've gone full werewolf mode like dead ass because like right here um what's this called like your forearm my forearm like in the middle of oh your elbow or your inner elbow yeah my inner elbow (laughs) (laughs) basically around there i've never really had much hair like it's really light and i've noticed that it's like like a lot of dark dark hair is growing around there i'm looking now too and i'm like i only have some yeah that's hair there it is weird (laughs) Also, I just noticed I have a big fat bruise on my arm. No, I noticed. You were holding up your arm and I was like, okay, it's an odd flex. Just a <laughs> massive bruise. I didn't know I had that. <laughs> Probably from Costco. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Costco. Thanks, Costco, for the bruise. Oh, my God. This morning, I woke up. I had to go to work at 3. So I like kind of wake up a little before 2.30. Okay. But my bitch-ass neighbors were having a party and being loud as fuck, and they woke me up, and it was so like, annoying. it was like two, so I woke up like 30 minutes before my alarm, and I was so mad, because they were being so loud, and I couldn't go back to sleep. Dude, that 30 minutes is vital. Right? If it's the last 30, like, I would be so pissed. Like, I was so mad. Like, even Alaris woke up, because they were being so loud. That's so rude. I was, like, so upset, and I was like, fucking bitches. Maybe more considerate. <laughs> no, they're they're not. That's why I don't have parties. Not because I don't <laughs> have friends. It's because I don't want to be a bad neighbor. I mean, you can have parties, just... No, I shouldn't, because I don't want to be a bad neighbor. That's the only reason. I mean, we have parties, but the difference is we keep it inside, and Who like, has a party outside when they bro, were supposed to neighbors? These fucking neighbors have had parties like on a fucking Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside are, too. And, yeah, outside. <laughs> and they're being like loud and obnoxious. And like my bedroom window is literally like right next to their like outside like um no. balcony or not balcony, like patio. Patio, yeah. hmm It's literally like right next. Like I could if I go like towards the end of or if I basically walk up to my window I can see into their balcony or oh patio. my god Bro, yeah. who even wants to have an outside party in January what's wrong with them I don't know they're sociopaths well I mean they were inside but they you could tell they had like their door open or the windows open oh. and they were just being really loud so rude yeah very and it's like crazy because we had her window closed and we could still hear them really oh yeah. my gosh would you guys ever say anything to them? Me, no. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd um, be like, well, I will deal with this for the rest of my life. I mean, if I re- if it really, like... I guess I would have to be, like, really tired. And you'd like, probably if, would say in the nicest way, be like, it's okay if you don't want to, but... Can you close your door? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, I cut low-key wanted to, like, call the cops and make a noise complaint. Oh my god, no. <laughs> So dramatic. Pull a Karen. Jesus. I low-key wanted to, but I was like, nah, I don't care. You become the enemy. Right? <laughs> I mean, 
They they thought well because there's like some crazy psycho toxic couple there. Oh, are they the ones that are always yelling at each other? Yeah. Yep. And they you guys got have the... heard them in the background of the podcast before. Yeah, you guys yeah. all know. <laughs> yes. They got the cops called on them and they thought it was like us. And it wasn't. They thought you guys called the cops on them? Yeah. Oh shit. Did they confront you? I think they confronted Alaris. They didn't I don't really see any of the neighbors. She was like, the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, she's like the fuck. <laughs> That's so awkward. Yikes. You have fun neighbors. Oh, totally. I love them. I'm glad that ours don't have parties or anything. <laughs> I mean, there was ours... my old neighbors that would always play EDM when we were recording, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys all probably remember that, too, if you've been here long enough. It's Holy shit. It's like the entire time. In the middle of the day. It's like yeah. 3 o'clock on a Wednesday and they'd be like, EDM time. <laughs> like, why? Yeah, I don't, I don't really like any of my neighbors. Really? Well, yeah, because there's the ones on the left side that they're the crazy toxic partiers. Yeah. And then the one on the right side, low-key, the lady just is very Karen. Oh, yeah. She she's the one called the cops. I don't know. But she's, <laughs> she's the the neighbor that hit uh, Dante, remember? I had told <gasps> you one time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who does that to someone else's dog? Right. So, yeah, we don't really like her. Her husband's really nice, but we don't really talk to them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, then... he still chose to marry her, so he must be a little <laughs> questionable, right? True. And then the neighbor next to them, it's like a military couple, and they're interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever move? Yeah. You My guys mom. think you have anything? We want to. Because, like, like, you guys don't go to school nearby. You said your sister doesn't even go to school nearby, right? The baby doesn't. The one, one that's does. in, yeah. She's going to be a senior, though. Oh, my gosh. Weird. Yeah. But, yeah, well, my mom does want to, like, maybe look into um, renting a house. Oh, that'd be cool. But, like, me and Alaris, or it's more me, I'm, like, conflicted. Why? Because, like, we would rather get our own place, you oh, know, yeah. for like, more privacy and stuff like that. But then again, it's nice living with my mom because, like, you know, she basically... <laughs> Your mom's actually very chill. <laughs> yeah, she's very chill. Not just that, but, like, you know, you know, she cooks and stuff and takes care of us wow so you're taking advantage of your mom uh, it's her job okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> she agreed to this when she gave birth to you yeah exactly <laughs> i didn't ask to be born <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> no and just because like i mean my mom is really chill and she would prefer that i save my money like for nice. top surgery and stuff so uh, she doesn't charge me rent or anything Oh, that's really good. So you can, I mean, you could just always stay there until you get top surgery, save up enough to find your guys' own place, then go. That's what we want to do. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, because you guys have lived there for a few years now, right? Yeah. I think my mom's lived here for like six years. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's been a long time. I think it's so funny how, like, some people can live with their parents as adults, and they, like, want to and stuff, and I'm like, wow, 
You're like, I would never. <laughs> I could not relate. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, Robert had never moved out whenever we moved in together. He still lived with his parents. And they were always like, you guys can both live with us. And we we're like, oh, no. And I, I'd already had experience living with family. And I was like, I'd rather not because that didn't go so well last time. Damn. <laughs> Yeah. Not everyone's had bad experiences like me living with family, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on the person and their relationship. Yeah. Just because my mom is, she's really chill. And like you said, um, she cooks and she cleans for you. Yeah. She, <laughs> I baby. <laughs> yeah, you baby, basically. But yeah, I don't know. Because I could see, like, I know people too that, like, they're like, fuck no, I would never, like, mm-hmm. Or, like, I know someone that lives with their mom, but they're, like, never home because they don't like, like, seeing her, <laughs> like, dead ass, like that. It works for people who choose to live with their parents, not, like, they still haven't moved out, but they desperately want to. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. It seems like it's working for you guys, but I don't know, like, if you guys did, like, want to have kids in a few years or something, I don't know if you'd want the extra help by living with your mom or if you'd want, like, your own thing going. See, it's, like, conflicting for me. I know Alaris for sure is, like, wants us to have our own place and, yeah. like, you know, be so it'd be more, like, intimate mm-hmm. versus me. I I would be okay, you know, living with my mom. but Because you baby. Because I baby. <laughs> oh, I, I'm totally a mama's boy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm getting that vibe right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I also would, like... Like that, I'm conflicted because you know it's nice living here with my mom because you know I baby, but yes. at the same time, like I definitely miss having like our own space and like privacy. It's so nice, and, yeah, all of that. You could decorate everything how you want. Mm-hmm. Like me, I have pictures of naked people on my wall, <laughs> drawings of them. I mean, sometimes I take them down if my nieces are coming over, but otherwise, I'm like, I can do what I want. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that definitely like i mean just having more space in general because we're like basically confined to one room oh true you guys need like your own like living room and kitchen and stuff yeah and especially because like my siblings can be like really annoying at times what annoying (laughs) siblings never heard of them (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i don't know it's it's conflicting but I mean, obviously, I don't want to live with my mom forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least until after you have surgery, though. Yeah. That, that's basically... Yeah, that's hopefully the plan is to basically get that done and then, like, basically save for an apartment or something. Nice. That'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because it feels like it's like your guys' first time moving out, but I'm like, no, you literally lived with Lee and Jesus before for a while. Yeah. You have lived away before. I have. It's only a year, but I have. You're like, it was scary. No one made me food every day. No. It was tough. (laughs) I was just eating cup of noodles. You guys had a pet bunny, right? Yeah. (laughs) Who were you back then? Wild. I don't know. (laughs) We got so distracted here. Yeah. I think we should start. Oh, yeah. We have stories, guys. Don't you worry. Oh, yeah, we're talking about crazy stalkers. Yeah, no. God, it's really dark, actually. So this week, I'm going to be talking about the stalking and murder of Shiori Ino. Shiori Ino was born on May 18, 1978 in Japan. 
She was the oldest of three siblings and the only daughter to her parents. Her mother described her as an ordinary girl who loved flowers, Hello Kitty, and smiling faces. She is known as being very warm, helpful, and kind-hearted. Her father remembers her as young as three, copying her mom before he went off to work and like asking him he remembered to pack his handkerchief before he left. <laughs> <laughs> Super cute. Yeah, that's cute. Shiori was extremely helpful around the house, even as a child, and as she got older, she helped to take care of her little brothers, who she adored. She's regarded as being polite, but also having the loudest laugh in the room. Whenever there was a problem, Shiori's father would reach out to her because she was so quick to think of solutions to issues. In 1999, she was 21 years old and a university student in the Saitama Prefecture of Japan. In January of 1999, Shiori met 26-year-old Kazuhito Komatsu at an arcade center in the city of Saitama. Shiori and her friend had been trying to put coins in a photo booth to like get their pictures taken, but the machine wouldn't accept them. It was then that Kazuhito approached them and offered to help while like flirting with Shiori. So he lied about his name and told Shiori that he was a 23-year-old entrepreneur who dealt with cars, real estate, and precious metals. When in fact, he operated massage parlors that many people speculate may have been brothels on the low. And he did this along with his brother, Takeshi, who was also a firefighter. Sheesh. Also, biggest red flag if anyone lies about their age, you guys. That's worse. I mean, also their name, obviously. But I feel like people lie about their age more commonly. That's sus. Shiori and her friend accepted Kazuhito's offer to join him and his friends at karaoke, and the two got closer, resulting in Shiori giving him her phone number. No. Her cell phone number, I should specify, too. No. I know. The two spent days texting and began to go on dates. First, two were nice. The two would drive around in Kazuhito's car and go to nice restaurants, but after four or five dates, the relationship took a very concerning turn. Kazuhito began to present Shiori with fancy gifts like name brand bags, jewelry, and other like inappropriately expensive items for how early on the relationship was. Mm-hmm. And he would purposely give her these gifts in public places. So like if she tried to refuse them, he allegedly would like scream at her until she accepted them. Jeez. Like publicly humiliating her so she'd accept these gifts. Kazuhito began to frequently call Shiori on her home phone, despite the fact that she'd only given him her cell phone number. She reportedly also learned that the man she'd been seeing was lying about his name and age, too, when she found his actual ID in his car. Shiori tried to end the relationship, but was threatened until she agreed to continue seeing him. According to one source I read, it claimed that he threatened her by saying that he would force her to work in a sex shop and ruin her family. And they... It's... Yeah. And they included a quote, supposedly by him, saying, If you still want to break up, you'll be mentally hunted down and punished. I will ruin your father and destroy your family. Don't think of me as an ordinary man. I won't forgive the woman who betrays me. I can use my personal connections and all of my fortune to crush you. I don't need to do it myself. There are many people who I can control with money. Damn. By March 24th, 1999, Shiori had already been telling a friend that she was afraid for her life. On March 30th, she wrote a will and again tried to end the relationship, but gave up when Kazuhito began to threaten her family, specifically hinting that he would physically harm her elementary school-aged brother. That's... It's fucked. Fucked. Yeah. On June 14th, the pair met at a cafe and Shiori made it totally clear that she never wanted to see him again. 
That same day, Kazuhito, his brother Takeshi, and their friend went to the Ino home to threaten Shiori and her mom. They lied and said that Shiori was caught up in a series of embezzlements that Kazuhito had committed. Shiori's dad actually like got home while they were there threatening them and was also presented with this lie, but he just like calmly told them, okay, this is the case, like, call the police and we're gonna figure this out. Like, no big deal. You don't have to fucking threaten us. Just call the police then. He then ordered the men out of their home and told them to take back the gifts he had forced on his daughter. The three left, but said that they didn't want the gifts back. Shiori was fucking smart. She secretly recorded this confrontation. And along with her parents, they reported to police the next day. While one officer seemed outraged, they were basically told that they had no case and they couldn't do anything about the harassment. It's a recording of a threat, but they had no case. Stupid. Typical. Yep. That same day, the Eno family received a call from someone claiming to be named Tanaka, telling them to give back the gifts, like, or else. You know, the gifts that they've been trying to get back. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. Yeah. This was followed by around 20 phone calls in which the caller was completely silent. These daily silent calls started and continued for several months. Just one day after initially trying to get help from police, the Enos again headed back to the police station as now they had even more harassment to report. But again, they were denied help. And the police even told Shiori that the whole situation was her fault for breaking up with Kazuhito after accepting the gifts. Oh my gosh. Yep. Saying, no, this is not an incident. If you say that you want to break up after receiving so many gifts, a man usually gets angry. Didn't you think it was a bad idea? That's why the police can't help you. It's just victim blaming. Victim blaming up the wazoo. They were referred by one officer to a free legal clinic, but after speaking to a lawyer for 15 minutes, they were dismissed, with the lawyer simply asking, but she had a lot of things bought for her, right? And I cannot make it more clear. It does not matter how many gifts you buy someone. You cannot, like, harass them. No. And it's not even like she was keeping the gifts. Even if she was keeping the gifts, like, there were gifts, whatever. But she was trying to give them back. (laughs) She didn't ask for them. She didn't. And (laughs) he yelled at her into accepting them. (laughs) It doesn't make any fucking sense. The next day, Kazuhito called Shiori and tried to force her to take him back. She refused and told him how she'd gone to the police, which made him angrily hang up the phone. On June 21st, Shiori used a delivery service to return all the items Kazuhito had made her accept, hoping that now he had all his things back, he would finally leave her and her family alone. But the day after getting the gifts back, Kazuhito and his brother approached a former manager of one of his massage parlors, 33-year-old Yoshifumi Kubata, and offered to pay him 20 million yen, about 175 US dollars, to murder Shiori. Jeez. Yoshifumi agreed, and he got himself two more men to join in on the plan, Akira Kawakami and Yoshitaka Ido. On July 5th, Kazuhito left the Saitama Prefecture for Okinawa to begin building an alibi for Shiori's planned assassination. While he may have been away, the Ino family was still facing near-constant harassment. The daily silent phone calls continued, hundreds of posters and letters slandering Shiori as a gold digger and a slut, along with her personal information, were given out around her neighborhood and to her dad's work, and the family was constantly threatened. They tried to take some of this evidence to police to press defamation charges, but senior police officers in the precinct purposely obstructed their case. They were worried that if they had an open case that they couldn't immediately close, it would ruin their reputation. Oh my god. 
Yeah. So apparently, I didn't realize, I guess I'm lucky to not realize, it's a common thing all over the world for, like, especially domestic situations for police to just be like, well, you guys can just handle this amongst yourselves so that way it won't look like we can't solve this. And yeah, they basically told that they had to figure it out. While the Enos are being denied help, Shiori's assassins carefully watched her home and the train station used to get an idea of what her schedule was. On October 26, 1999, Shiori left her home by bike to head to Akigawa Station as she had some action classes that day at her university. There's no way that she could have known as she was riding up that a man named Yoshitaka was watching her from a nearby car, alerting his two associates of her movements. Akira pulled into the station and dropped off Yoshifumi. As Shiori was getting off her bike, Yoshifumi walked up and stabbed her in the side. As she turned to look at her attacker, he again stabbed her in the heart before fleeing. Jeez. According to one witness that saw the murder, he was walking away with a grin on his face. Shiori Ino bled out on the way to the hospital and was officially pronounced dead at 12.50pm that afternoon, with her cause of death listed as shock due to massive bleeding. She was just 21 years old. Damn. Mm-hmm. Following Shiori's murder, instead of acknowledging the fact that they fucked up and not taking on her case, police began a smear campaign against her. They, along with tabloids and even mainstream press eventually, began to portray Shiori as a promiscuous flirt, a sex worker, and a person with a taste for expensive things. She was none of these things, but like, just to be 100% clear, even if she was, that in no way means that's okay for her to be fucking murdered. Mm. SMH. Yeah. Shiori's father spoke about this slander, saying, The criminal who killed my daughter, the police who neglected to investigate, and the media who hurt her honor killed her three times. The wounds do not heal over time. It wasn't until a couple of months after the murder when a journalist named Kiyoshi Shimizu investigated the case and published a report on it that arrests were finally made in relation to the harassment and murder of Shiori. Shout out to Kiyosha for this and also double shout out because in his article he actually put a picture of Shiori's stalker. <laughs> That's awesome. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, this one guy, I'm like, what if he never decided to investigate? Like, would nothing have happened? And they were like, oh, she was just a, a gold digger. She deserved to die. I don't understand. Well, they they just didn't want her to do their job and were like, meh. Yeah, basically. And they didn't want to admit that they fucked up by not taking on her case. Mm -hmm. <laughs> on December 19th, 1999, the three men who were present at Shiori's murder were arrested. Around a month later, eight more people were arrested for assisting and harassing Shiori and her family. So it wasn't even just all the names that we know of. Like, they had, like, a whole, like, fucking group of people who were, like, calling, harassing, passing out these flyers. Damn, that's crazy. It's so crazy. Motherfucker did have, like, paid people. He did, right? He had, like, a whole fucking group. It's a terrifying. team. Ugh. A stalker team. An arrest warrant was issued for Kazuhichu, who had since then managed to get away from police. On January 27, 2000, Kazuhito's frozen body was found in a lake in Teshikaga. His cause of death was ruled as a suicide, and his hotel luggage, they found a note implying that he was going to kill himself after he killed Shiori. Following an investigation into the police handling of Shiori's harassment, six officers were disciplined and three senior officers were fired and indicted on document falsification charges for refusing to press charges brought forth by the Eno family. 
Two of the officers were sentenced to one and a half years in prison and the third to a year and two months, though they were all allowed to receive suspended sentences, so they managed to get off pretty fucking lightly. The head of the police force also made a formal apology to the Eno family. On December 22, 2000, the Eno sued the police, but three months later, district court denied that police negligence had allowed Shiori's murder to occur, though they did agree that the police would have to pay consolation money. For fatally stabbing Shiori, Yoshifumi was sentenced to 18 years in prison, and his two accomplices that he'd found were each sentenced to 15 years. Kazuhicho's brother, Takeshi, was sentenced to life in prison for his role in the stalking and murder-for-hire plot. He attempted to appeal this decision in 2006, but the Supreme Court upheld their ruling. Following Shiori's murder at the hand of her stalker, a new stalker regulation law was introduced and took effect in Japan in the November of 2000. Under this new act, pursuit, which is any act of pressuring another person to go out or in revenge for being rejected, and stalking, which is repeated acts that cause a victim to feel endangered, were both prohibited. Unfortunately, this law did not make it all too easy because part of it required that the victim themselves must file a criminal complaint against their stalker, which, of course, Shiori literally tried to do and was basically told to deal with it herself. So while it may be a step in the right direction, um, and I, I know that at least there's been some more laws that have passed regarding like cyber stalking and stuff, I'm sure that there's much, much more to be done. Mm-hmm. Not just in Japan, but fucking everywhere, really. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, that is the story of Shiori Ino. Damn, that's She sucks. met this guy and within like 10 months just experienced constant harassment, stalking, and was murdered. That's sad. It's so sad. All right. Well, mine's not as sad. Okay. But it's crazy. Okay. So there's a plot twist. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna talk about Bert and Linda Pugash. So Bert, his real name was Burton. Oh, like Tim Burton. Yeah, Burton and Pugash. Um, he was born on April twentieth in nineteen twenty-seven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a while ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was born in New York City and was an only child. And he, he lived a good life. He had money. Oh, okay. He was wealthy. <laughs> yeah, he was wealthy. And he became a very successful lawyer, so even more wealthy. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess he was just like a fun guy. That's kind of how they described him. They described him as he wasn't very good looking, but he was just a very cool dude, I guess. Some like multiple was... people described him as being ugly. <laughs> That's well, kind of brutal. Not, well, not ugly, but they didn't but call him not good like, looking. But not handsome, I guess. That's fucked. But, but he I guess was fun. He was, but he, was, he was fun. And he actually had a lot of connections in the movie industry. Um, oh. Yeah, he owned a nightclub as well as a private plane. So he had money. Yeah, those are flexes, I would say. <laughs> But yeah, and then Linda Eleanor Riss was born on February twenty third, nineteen thirty seven, and she was also from New York City. She was an only child who grew up in less, <laughs> not not so nice. 
She was not rich. She was not rich. Yes, that's <laughs> basically what I'm trying to get at. She was raised by her mother and grandmother after her parents' marriage fell apart. Okay. Yeah, that's a little background on them. Um, in 1959, Linda was 20 years old when 30-year-old Burton spotted her in the Bronx Park. So the way the story goes is basically he was, I think, with his buddy in a car. And they, they basically said that he literally like got off the car running because of how pretty he he thought she was. That's like, that's creepy. Weird. Yeah, that's weird, right? Creepy. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be like, this is cute. But if someone like ran out of the car at me being like, you're fucking hot. I'd be like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, I guess like he <laughs> says that she was the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. So like he had to go talk to her. This is some hardcore cat calling going and chasing <laughs> after her. Like, literally. But, yeah, she said she... Well, I guess she's she was described as very beautiful. Like, she had very, like, like beautiful skin. She was very pretty. Okay. And I guess she, she says that she was kind of used to, like, people hitting on her. Like, she was just, like, whatever. Like, yeah. always blows them off because she didn't really care for it. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess she, she says that she just gave him um, her phone number just to, like, get rid of him. <laughs> And I guess he like called her and was like, "Oh, you want to go for a ride on my private plane?" And she was like, um, "Okay, yes, <laughs> yes." And then yeah, I guess it. He basically hella spoiled her with like really expensive gifts too, and all of that. And then, you know, took her out on her plane, like took her everywhere. Was very different from her i guess it was like new and like cool you know because she wasn't used to yeah any, most people are not lifestyle. rich to a super yeah. rich dude coming and take you and doing all this exactly shit. i would also be not used to this yeah and i guess her parents or her family were kind of like happy about it just because they were obviously that's like whoa cool you know like keep this guy yeah he could take care of you exactly um, but yeah, he definitely wined and dined her. Like he would send her roses, like gifts all the time, and he also like would wait outside of her home to take her to drive her to work. She like agreed to that. It wasn't like a creepy waiting outside, was it? Yeah, I think it was kind of creepy. Like he okay. he literally showed up and was like, "Oh, I'm here to take you to work." The first time it happened, I'd be like, uh, <laughs> "Why are you here?" He drove a Cadillac converter. Oh, of course he did. Yep. Or not converter, convertible. <laughs> nah, I got you, man. <laughs> I just don't even fix your mistakes. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, yep. As long as you understand me. As long as I get it. <laughs> right? I hope our little shits understand, too. Thank you for saying our this time. I really appreciate that. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, our. So anyway, my. <laughs> Oh, it slipped, okay? Uh-huh, sure. They know they're ours. We share custody. <laughs> share custody. I get them every other weekend and holidays. <laughs> <laughs> well, what holidays do I get? You get them during the week. So no holidays? No, nah, you get to drive them to school. That's the best. <laughs> I'm like the fun... The fun dad in a divorce. I'm like, yeah, let's go to the fair, guys. We're going to be cool. Damn. Your other dad, he sucks. He's boring. <laughs> <laughs> he has 
He t- he makes you go to school. He makes you go to school. <laughs> and eat your vegetables. I would never do that. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> um. Anyways, but yeah, she basically became smitten. She's like, oh, I love this guy. But yeah, they dated for about a year until oh. Linda discovered that Bert was actually married and had a three-year-old daughter. Oh, okay. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> How did he have time for all these activities when he had a wife and a child? I don't know. Maybe because since he was a lawyer, it basically maybe used that excuse with his wife. Probably used it with both of them whenever he had to go hang out with the other one. Probably. Oh, that's fucked. Linda was like really heartbroken and just kind of disgusted. So she basically dumped him. Yeah. Queen. Good for her. But I guess Bert was like really into her. So he basically begged her to come back and like even showed her some divorce papers to like prove that. I was going to say, let me guess. He's he's going to divorce her. They're in the middle of a divorce. Exactly. So yeah, he showed her divorce papers that he was going to divorce his wife. That his wife still hasn't seen. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) True. Yeah, and I guess Linda was about to like give in, but then um, her family's lawyer discovered that the papers were fake. (gasps) So... Shit. So then she was like, no, and broke him off for good. Yeah. But yeah, he obviously wasn't happy with that and like basically begged her and... He started to become obsessed with her, like, Ugh. to the extreme. Oh, no. To stalker status. He literally stood outside of her apartment every day. He would call her family and friends. He would call her apartment, like, all day, all night. Ugh. Uh, he would even, like, follow her everywhere. That's so creepy. Right? Ew. Um, and I guess even once he left her a note where he threatened to kill or hurt her if she left him, saying, if I can't have you, no one else will have you. And when oh. I get through with you, no one else would want you. Oh, my God, that's creepy. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, Linda was frightened and fucking, I yeah. would be scared, too. Um, And she went to the police, but. Several times, but nothing was ever done. They basically... Naturally. Yeah. I was like, given... Sounds um, familiar. Yeah. They were basically, well, there's nothing we can do. Well, maybe you shouldn't have hurt his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> right? But yeah, she just tried her best to, like, basically ignore him and, like, move on. And she did. She actually met a really handsome young man named Larry Schwartz. And they soon became engaged. Cute. And I guess when Bert found out, he was obviously very, very unhappy. He was, like, livid. Go hang out with your wife, fucking Bert. <laughs> <laughs> um, according to the post, he wrote her, like, another note or, like, called her and basically demanded that she sleep with him, marry him, or suffer terrible consequences. Ew, dude. Yeah. This is so weird. Yeah. But yeah, he was basically just overwhelmed by jealousy and hatred. 
Um, he ended up hiring three men off the street to do something horrible. <gasps> On June 15th, 1959, a man dressed as a messenger rang Linda's apartment doorbell. Linda's mom answered it and called out to her daughter that it was the delivery man with the wedding package. And Linda, like, they, she was expecting, like, more presents because uh, she okay. actually had an engagement party the day before. Oh, cool. Okay. So she was, like, expecting, like, you know, a present. Yeah. So when she got to the door, she was splashed in the face with the liquid that caused a hot burning sensation. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the liquid turned out to be lye. Oh. Which basically kills your skin. Oh, my God. They, like, mutilated her face. Yes. Ugh. Um, she was rushed to the hospital in an ambulance and was there for several days. She was left blind in one eye and nearly blind in the other. Oh. And permanently scarred. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the incident made national news. Burt actually was the most hated man in America that year. Good. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, he was actually convicted and received 14 years in prison. Good. But yeah, despite the sympathy pouring in for millions of people for Linda, her life was destroyed, basically. I mean, Aww. going blind and mutilated, like, that's rough. No, yeah, that's dramatic. And yeah, her fiance actually ended up breaking off their engagement and no. leaving her. Yeah, that's so fucked. That's it's like sad. when your when your fiance needs you the most, dude. You're just like, oh, bye. Yeah, I guess he says that it wasn't because like she wasn't beautiful anymore. It was just like he couldn't afford to take care of her because like you know now she was like visually handicapped. Yeah. But yeah, so she basically, after a period of recovery, she got on with her life, just trying to move on and stuff, and did the best she could. She would cover her scars by, like, wearing big, like, dark sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And she even got, like, a, I think a glass eye. Oh, okay. But yeah, she ended up moving to Queens, and she would, she had a job as a receptionist. Okay. Yeah, she just did little things to keep herself busy. I guess she took art classes and learned how to paint. Which I think is pretty impressive to do blind. No, yeah, definitely. I can't... It sucks that, like, her life is, like, totally derailed like this just because some guy became obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. I guess that's just, like, the entire gist of stalking, huh? This person's life's derailed yes. just because they happen to be a fucking stalker. Obsessed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she went on dates and eventually fell in love with another man. Cute. But no, no, it's not cute. No. It's not cute. It's actually really sad. When she took off her glasses, he fled. What a fucking dick. Right? I was like, that's so sad. Because it sounds like they probably had known each other at least for a little bit. She felt comfortable taking them off. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. That is sad. I was like, why? Dude. But yeah, after that happened, she was really depressed and lonely. And she spent the next decade holed up in her tiny apartment, hating life. Oh my god. And the worst part, during all those years, Burton 
would pass time in prison by providing legal aid to other inmates and writing letters to her all the time. He sent her letters every day. Every day? Every day. He would also call her every week. Dude. But yeah, he was still very obsessed with her. And I guess in one letter he said, despite what I did, you will never find a man to love you more than me. He didn't love her. He was obsessed with her. There's a difference. I guess. And I guess she talked to him and was like, or I don't know if she talked to him, but basically he began to pay her. Gave her money? Yeah. Good. Like restitution. But I just think it's sad because he was still like very persistent and stuff and she couldn't do anything to like escape him. Yeah. I would get as much money as I can, and then while he's in prison, fucking, like, move across the country. Right? (laughs) Start a new life with my new money. (laughs) True. But, I mean, she was limited. Yeah, no. I'm sure he wasn't giving her enough money to do that. Yeah. But, yeah, when Burton came up for parole, Linda, like, obviously was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I want him to come out of prison in a box. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Good for her, dude. She said, like, I saw a video of her. She said, like, she didn't think it was uh, long enough. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, according to a journalist, Jimmy Breslin, every time Burton was eligible for release, I guess she would just go crazy and, like, get really mad. Good. <laughs> I would do the same. As you should. <laughs> right? Some observers doubted it. I guess that's the word I was her? looking for. Yeah, doubted her. That observer and was uh, Margaret Powers. She was a police officer who had been assigned to protect Linda after the assault. Mm-hmm. And they actually like became really good friends. Yeah. And I guess like every time she would like basically go on rants about like how she doesn't think he should be out. Like I guess Margaret like kind of like got the sense that. She wasn't, like, over him, basically. That she still loved him. Ew. Ew. (laughs) Wait. How are you going to be like, oh, you're talking about him so much. Do you, like, love him? It's like, or he permanently scarred her physically and emotionally for life. (laughs) Well. Well. Oh, no. (laughs) In 1974, Bert was released from Attica Prison. He was under orders to stay away from Linda, but was determined to send her a message, so he immediately contacted Linda, desperate to see her in person. Against her better judgment, Linda accepted. (laughs) Your face right now. (laughs) I want to know where this is going. Uh She accepted to kill him, right? Yeah, she uh, went to go see Bert for dinner. He apologized for ruining her life and asked her to marry him. Uh, Surprisingly, Linda accepted. (laughs) I feel like this is like some Stockholm Syndrome shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, it might be. Calling her every day, sending her these letters. She probably felt like she had no other option. I don't know. Well... I mean, she hated him for what he had done, but I guess she could tell that he was truly sorry and that he still loved her. Mm -hmm. So I guess that kind of was like, she was like, okay. Oh, oh, Linda. 
Plus, I mean, she was lonely. I think that's probably a big part yeah. of it. She had no one else. She had literally no one else. So I think she that literally was... had to settle for an abuser, basically. I guess, yeah. I oh, mean, fuck. In the beginning, it did seem like he was really in love with her. That's like every abusive relationship. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Until he paid someone to throw acid in her face. True. And but threatened I mean, her all the time. She she was just obviously really depressed. She even like referred to herself as like damaged merchandise. Like oh she God. she really truly just believed like that she didn't have anyone else basically. Yeah. But yeah, the two married on November twenty seventh, nineteen seventy four. That same year that he was released from prison. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their marriage shocked the entire nation. <laughs> yeah, they actually like went on talk shows and everything. Like had mar- magazine articles written about them. Um, they even had a documentary come out. So strange. Yep. Even a book, I think. Okay, there's definitely some, like, fucking psychological reasons why this happened. I'm not going to blame her and be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. She got back with him. I'm still blaming him. And I'm like, (laughs) he made her feel like she was so worthless that she had no one else to be with. And so his obsessive way of caring for her seemed like real love. You're right. Fuck that guy. Yeah. But I guess, you know, in talk, in talk shows and stuff, in interviews, they were always asked, was it love that made him do it? <laughs> and I guess he would say, when we got married, I didn't have two dimes to roll together. She had more money than I did, so she didn't marry me for my money. She married me because she loved me. I don't know. Um, And then with her, her explanations varied. She said, in my heart... I probably do love him. I just find it hard to say the word. She doesn't love him. No, I guess not really. She's trying to make make herself love him. I think so. Oh my god. Well, years later, she basically had another answer. And she said marrying him was been the best revenge. Because basically, like, he has to live with what he did to her. Wow. And, like, see it every day. I mean, okay, well, good for her for marrying him then, just to fuck with him for the rest of his life. <laughs> right? Okay, so just to be clear, she did not marry him because she loved him. She can't even say it. She's like, I guess probably maybe I do. <laughs> Girl, if you have to think about it like that, you probably don't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they have a documentary called Crazy Love, which is like, I didn't watch it, but I did watch like the trailer for it, and I was like, damn, that's crazy. This is a wild story. It is a wild story, I told you. <laughs> Plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the director of that documentary was Dan Cloris. And he just kind of like, they interviewed him too because he spent a lot of time with them. Yeah. And he would just talk about, he, he was like, they would always be arguing in public and in private. She would say things like, Bert, he's a weakling. How much tougher than he is. <laughs> Good. She knew how to yank his chains, basically. I hope she yanked it constantly. <laughs> I think she did. Good. Um, but yeah, despite all the arguments and stuff, like something held them together for a very long time. Jeez. And they still like 
they went on trips together. He still kind of like spoiled her. He would buy her like fur coats and stuff like that. <laughs> they, it sounds like even he didn't really like her that much, even at that point. Well, but he was probably still obsessed with her regardless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you'll see. So, I guess she got glaucoma in her remaining eye, so she basically went completely blind. So she grew more dependent on Bert. Oh. But I guess she, he says that she still took care of the house and, like, took care of him. Um, Fuck him. (laughs) Yeah. But I think they were together for, like, 30-something years. My God. But in the early 1990s, nearly 20 years after they exchanged their vows, Linda had heart surgery and spent several weeks in the hospital. And during this time, Bert started in an affair with another woman. Bert's like literally the character from you. He probably <laughs> became obsessed with someone else. <laughs> Ugh. Yep. Ew. Basically. Because I guess it... His affair lasted five years and it ended badly. And I guess she, the woman, came out and said that he threatened her too. Yep. And so, yeah, he actually like went to court and everything. Good. Yeah, she, I think she said that when she tried to end the relationship that he basically threatened her and was like, no. So it's also a very real possibility that the reason Linda stayed with him all those years is because she was getting threatened more, too. Maybe. Because she actually was a character witness for him in that trial. Mm-hmm. And she basically was saying how he was a wonderful and caring husband and wouldn't hurt a fly. As she has scars on her face right? from him. Okay, this sounds like he was probably making her stay with him. Maybe. But somehow it worked, and he was only convicted on one count of harassment and spent 15 days in jail. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck, bro? That's nothing. Yeah. And then he and Linda went back to being, in her words, an old married couple. But yeah, Linda, who had a history of cardiac problems, died of heart failure on January 22nd, 2013. Wow, she was old. She was 75. Oh, shit. Never mind. My math was bad. That's not that old. (laughs) I thought she was like 85. (laughs) No, she was 75. Oh, that's not that much. And then Bert died on December 24th, 2020. He was 93. Jesus. Why did he get a list so long? Fuck that guy. Ugh. But yeah, that's the story. I'm going to look this up so much. Pugach. Yeah. I, yeah. It's definitely crazy. I was like, what the fuck? It's very shocking. It makes me sad because I bet there were so many people that as soon as she married him were like, well, she was never a victim after all. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I'm sure she had her reasons, but he was still an abuser. And still a stalker. Yeah. Literally started doing it to someone else. Yeah, I wonder her- if there's other people over time, too. That's true i didn't not that i saw yeah but i i feel like but i didn't really dig that deep so yeah yeah and maybe not everyone would report it that's scary 
He burned her face. Oh, Jesus. That's brutal. Do you have anything else to add at the end of the episode? No. I know, I was going to say, like, if you are being stalked by someone, get help, but from our stories, it sounds like nobody fucking helps. <laughs> I mean, our stories are from a long time ago. I I hope That's it's true. changed. I hope so, yeah. Uh, but everyone... I don't. I don't know. Be be aware that stalking is a thing that happens a lot. I was looking oh, it up. Watch too. out for them red flags. <laughs> I know. I was looking it up, and it's not that uncommon to be stalked, and it actually really freaked me out knowing that. I thought it was like pretty rare, and usually it's by like intimate partners. So don't think just because someone's like your boyfriend or girlfriend or your spouse that they can't do this. They can. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for red flags. Get to know the red flags and be careful. <laughs> we should have an episode talking about red flags. Yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah, we could probably find an insane case where the, all the red flags were missed too. <laughs> True. Okay. Well, if you guys would like to email us anything, you can at thespookyshit.pod at gmail.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are spookyshit underscore pod and our website is spookyshit-pod.com. Thank you all for listening. Uh, yeah, stay aware, guys. Watch out. People yeah. are creepy as shit. Be careful, little shits. Be careful, little shits. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>